Hey, Dice Goblins! What? Where are the goblins? Everywhere. They're listening to us right now. They're in our ears. Don't take my wax. Please. It's so precious to me to have the wax. Okay, wax goblin, dice goblins, whatever you need. You guys can visit thetabletopgameshop.com and use the code TANGENT to get 10% off your purchase for all the tabletop RPG games that you need. Oh, I love dice. Give me some of that. Changing from wax goblin to dice goblin? I, I'm both. I, I, I'm i a, I'm a goblin of many stripes. Okay. Any goblin of many stripes? You can, you can be a cup goblin, get some cool cups on that website. Again, that's code TANGENT, T-A-N-G-E-N-T, to get 10% off your purchase. Well, <laughs> sounds good. Let's take a drive down. Let's take a drive down Tangent Avenue. Hey, I'm Tasman. Hey, I'm Bryson, and this is Tangent Avenue. Uh, in this show, we bring a new topic every week spanning the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche, and we tell each other all about it. Yeah. Uh, hey, man, I have a... What? I have a, um, another entrance idea. Can we try... Okay, out. yeah, let's try that. I mean, the last time you did this, it was really, yep. it really took off, so I'm excited to find out what this new one is. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, so you start by saying, hey, I'm Bryson. Okay. That's a good name. I yeah. like it. Bruhan. Try again. I'm <laughs> Again. You can do okay. it. I believe okay. you, bud. Hey, I'm Bruhan. You're so close, man. So close. <laughs> Come on. Okay. Okay. You can do it, boy. <laughs> Hi, I'm Bryson! You did it! Yay! And I'm Tasman. This is Tangent Avenue and a podcast uh, where we talk about things and stuff, uh, ranging from the incredibly broad to the incredibly niche. So it's basically if my intro was written by a toddler. Did your son write that for you? Uh, yeah, no, it's, it's your intro, just uh-huh. but worse, better, right? because I said it. And I think oh. I deserve... The Oscar of podcasts. You fucking hear that, McElroy's? I'm coming for you. Okay. I'm coming for your no, throne. Don't go after the McElroy's, okay? The McElroy brothers will <laughs> kick the shit out of us, okay? Tom Holland. You started has been beef with Tom me. Holland. I I'm he's starting been, beef he's with been, the McElroy. They're too close. <laughs> <laughs> that being said, Tom Holland has been emailing me nonstop. <laughs> And it's so weird. I've never seen an email in a British accent, but here we are. <laughs> it's fucked up. But I will not have you tarnishing yeah. the McElroy name. Yeah. Those men are the only people who are keeping me sane this year. Are you kidding me? Uh, I found uh, that I, I, I found the McElroy brothers in Monster Factory, and then their podcast, My Brother and My Brother and Me, at in January 2020... <laughs> And it is uh, the only reason I'm still alive. <laughs> <laughs> the McElroys saved my life! Oh, as if you've never said that about Fallout Boy, you fucking dweeb. <laughs> uh, fun fact, I haven't. Um, <laughs> uh, no. Bullshit. Mm. You know what did save my life, though? Our topic today, video games, because they saved me of hours of staring at a ceiling and being super depressed. Yeah, I mean, hey, and you know, hey, hey, Let's guys, stare we're talking at a screen about and be super sh- depressed sh- instead. Guys, guys <laughs> we're talking about we're talking about video games today. That means everybody gets a a one up to their life today. 
Let's go ahead and start. Um, yeah. Um, today, video games are everywhere. 2.5 billion people play some sort of video game, and in 2019, the industry made $120.1 billion and is constantly pushing technology further along, making companies strive for the next best thing. Video games make innovation, but they're also just plain fun. To begin our celebration of the release of the ninth generation of consoles, we're taking a step back all the way to 1940 to see just how far we've come since the first step to what would eventually become video games all the way to the first home console. And that's the most notable part about the 1940s, too. There was no yep. genocide. No, no, uh, no genocide whatsoever. No genocide. Holocaust is fake. <laughs> Whoa, nope. <laughs> Roll back. <laughs> <laughs> uh, holy shit i can't believe hold on i can't believe okay. there's seriously people who actually are holocaust deniers i can't believe that is a real fucking thing yeah it's fun yeah uh what a world we live in yeah i love um, it and hey that's... Uh, the president might be one too so that's cool <laughs> i love the president. windmills cause cancer and the jews never died <laughs> I think there's a big okay, not to defend Holocaust <laughs> deniers, but I think there's a big step between the Holocaust didn't happen and Jews never die. Jews never die. <laughs> They've That's never his done stance. it. I it's can... so weird. <laughs> they refuse. It's insane. Fuck. Uh. It, yeah. <laughs> wow. We're coming out with the controversial uh, takes today that the Holocaust happened. Yeah, so controversial. Add us on Twitter, you <laughs> fucking weirdos. <laughs> Honestly, if you don't believe the Holocaust Holy happened... Holy shit, Ann Coulter just tweeted at just, me, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> just fucking take a step back um, out of your... Wherever you are right now, throw your phone on the ground and smash it and never access the internet or this podcast ever again. Yeah, I refuse to give joy to anyone that stupid. Yeah. Um, anyways, enough of that depressing shit. Uh, <laughs> I haven't been able to play any video games in a fat minute, uh, cause, you know, I'm a new dad this year. But, uh, what have you been playing, Bryson? Oh what have God. you been up to? What haven't I been playing? <laughs> 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 Let's see here. If I pull up my Steam library of... Wow, they stopped calculating how many games I had. Um, <laughs> here, I'm going to give... Oh, wait. I'm going to give everybody a feeling for how many games I have. When I, I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to say one and then two. When I say two, I stopped scrolling through my library, okay? <laughs> this is fun. This is a good segment. <laughs> Just silence. <laughs> While you scroll, <laughs> love it. Perfect podcast medium. Two. I filled this up. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> it's too many. Um, yeah. Let's see though. Uh, I've been playing. I, I just got a new PC, uh, so I've been downloading a lot of stuff. But um, what I made sure to download first was um, Baldur's Gate Three, which just came out. I love it so much more than most things. I've been playing Among Us um, with our D and D group a lot, which has been a lot of fun. Um, and uh, yeah, oh, and uh, Mafia Three. I've been playing with a friend of mine who's been watching me as I punch women in the face a lot. Um, and um, then we play the normal game. Uh, can can we? Huh? Can we touch on that a bit? What the punching the women? 
Yeah. Yeah. Uh, so Mafia Three is an open world game. Uh, yeah. And yep. Yeah, and that's so... the choice you made. <laughs> Okay, in my defense, I was with Connor, and that should explain it. Um, but uh, as that we were w- running around, I accidentally hit the B button on my controller, and, I, and it was just this weird light, light punch to a woman's face. <laughs> and it's so bizarrely funny to me, like because like if you do a woman, you punch it really like you don't even extend your elbow all the way to the punch. You, it's just, it's almost like a slap with the knuckles. Whereas if you punch a man. Like a random civilian man, you drive your fist into their stomach so fucking hard. <laughs> like, like, that's a punch, and then whatever happens to women is just, like, pushing them down with my fist. I, <laughs> I don't know if they were trying to, like, It's a little sexist, and I don't know. Yeah, it's weird to I, say it's sexist that I'm not punching women hard enough. <laughs> but... <laughs> So I'm going to (laughs) backtrack. You either shouldn't be able to hit them at all, or hit them at the same. (laughs) I sound like one of those guys that are like, whoa, if if you guys want equality, I should be able to punch you in the face, (laughs) because I'm a normal man. (laughs) I'm a normal person, and that's what I think equality means. You know how it's legal to punch and assault men? Why isn't it illegal to do that to women? (laughs) Um, so that's what equality means to me, I guess. too well. I know, and, yeah. That's um, my new D&D character, actually. Is his name... What's his... Mike? His uh, Todd, actually. Mike. Todd? Mm. Yep. Hmm. I think Mike would have fit better. Well, I think my cock would have fit better in your mouth. Now, get on with the topic. Okay. What have you been playing, man? Uh- <laughs> hey, man. Um, I know it ruins it when I say, uh, uh-huh. good. <laughs> yeah? <laughs> Anyways, good joke. Yeah. (laughs) I didn't laugh at all, but (laughs) it was a good joke. The best jokes are the ones where you don't laugh and you're just... I call it the Carlin joke. (laughs) (laughs) I was very... I was more proud of you because of how good it was than I was laughing. You were too stunned to laugh by the genius of my comedy bone. It, It was good. Yeah. I love a good laugh bone. Yeah, I love laugh boners, man. Yeah. Hey, that's uh, weird to say. So yeah, those those uh, habits of yours in Mafia Three sound fun, uh, but you know what wasn't originally meant for fun? Video uh, games. Wow, that's interesting. Hey, can I bring up one more um, one more quick game real quick that I'm, I'll be um, playing after is this? It, do, you, do you punch more women in it? Um, if, no, but you do. Right, I might you be do... searching for a new co-host after this yeah, episode. That's if fair. Wants to, um, I get uh, it. Just Aaron you know. might be interested. Yeah. <laughs> um, uh, what I'm actually talking about is a video game where you do war crimes, war crimes on behalf of Ronald Reagan. Uh, Black uh, Black Ops Cold War Two beta, and I'm going to install the open beta. And next week we'll talk about my experiences uh, committing uh, acts of terror under Ronald Reagan's administration. <laughs> Hell yeah. (laughs) (laughs) Alrighty. But yeah, video games originally were just developed by scientists just being scientists. So, to me, it's really fucking weird to imagine a guy in a lab coat carefully programming a video game. 
but I hope that's what happened. Laughing maniacally as he inserts another line of code, just, Ah! Perfect! Yes! It's all coming together! The game! The game for Cusco! Cusco's game! The game developed specifically for Cusco! Uh, you're going, you're, you're really roughing it, man. You went, you took a right turn. Yep. Just straight into Emperor's New Groove there. I yep. will say, though, I did envision, um, Esma, is that her name? Holy shit, how did I remember that? Uh, anyway. Uh, I don't know, I'm proud of you. J- just Asthma pouring a, a vial of hydroxy. Video game? <laughs> 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 Hell yeah. She's just like, on a Bunsen burner, you just see Crash Bandicoot <laughs> melting, and she just pours it on a keyboard. And you're uh, like, that's video game. <laughs> that's the game. <laughs> Thanks for Ooh. thanks for playing my gam. <laughs> uh, oh, I love it. Anyways, yeah, yeah, that's what happened in my eyes. Um, mm-hmm. Isma just fucking pouring. And I've been taking uh, coding classes, and that's exactly what happens. <laughs> if you code uh, a video game, you have to melt Crash Bandicoot over a Bunsen burner. Not Mario. Crash Bandicoot. Yeah, not Mario. It makes more sense to, for it to be Mario, but I didn't make the rules. Uh, yeah, that's fair. Uh, so, early video games were typically divided up into three categories. Training and instructional purposes, research programs and fields such as, such as AI, and demonstration programs designed specifically to impress or entertain the public. Um, so, before hey, we Taz. get to... Yeah. Yep. You can Im- you can impress and entertain my pubic. That one wasn't as good, man. I sorry, I just had to lay down after that <laughs> <laughs> for six hours. Um, okay, yeah, six hours later, it's now uh, three o'clock in the morning. I've just been sitting here waiting for Bryson um, and just you know jerking it for six hours straight. Uh, my wife's probably wondering what's taking her- me so long because I told yeah. her we were just recording one episode, but you know, eh. Yeah, he's just jacking his dick in their marital bedroom. Yep. Uh, while his son is outside just chilling with his mom. Yep. Insane. Mm-hmm. She has work at, like, in two hours, she has work. Yep. Yep. Sucks to suck. You're a bad dad. Nah. Bad dad's redemption. Hey, that's a video game. Let's continue on. Alright, uh, yeah, so a lot. there's a lot of history behind video games, so if I miss anything, or I don't go into enough detail for something for some of you fanatics, then I apologize, but I'm gonna try to touch on the biggest things that mattered. Our first mad scientist we'll be talking about is Edward Uller Condon. <laughs> Edward um, Uller Condon? Wow. Condon. Condom. Condom. Con- c- Condom. condom. Mr. Condom. So, uh-huh. um, get this. Edward was an American nuclear physicist, a pioneer in quantum mechanics, and a participant in the development of radar and nuclear weapons during World War II as part of the Manhattan Project. The only man smart enough to invent Pong. He did not invent Pong, actually. Oh, okay. So, yeah, Pong was not the first, man. That sucks. Yep. So he was the director of the National Bureau of Standards, now NIST, from 1945 to 1951. In 1946, Condon was president of the American Physical Society. Society, hell yeah. I love a society. No, I'm just, I'm questioning my notes on if there was a typo with that. American Physical Society? That sounds like 
Sounds like a gym of some sort or something. Yeah, he was um, fucking ripped. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, ignoring that and hoping my notes are right. Uh, and in 1953, he was the president of the American Association of the Advancement of Science. But instead of talking about any of these, we're talking about his contribution to video games. Classic video gom. Yeah, those video gom biles. I fucking love Crash a good Bandicoot. video gom. <laughs> Crash Bandicoot was invented <laughs> this year in 1939. <laughs> Someone, yeah, by an astrophysicist, not the game, the man. Yep. The Bandicoot in question. <laughs> so, Edward created the first step ever into making a video game, Nimitron, in 1939, though it was not displayed until April of 1940 at the New York World's Fair. The game was called Nimitron, like I said, uh, based off of a game uh, of Nim, which is a mathematical game of strategy, and it had been constructed from electromechanical relays and weighed over a ton, and they allowed uh, people to play the game at the World's Fair. The electromechanical relays allowed the lighting of four lines of seven bulbs. Each player can turn off one or more of them in any line, then the machine takes a turn, and so on. The last to extinguish a light is the winner. Edward designed the game specifically to impress and entertain the public. Oh, cool guy. Yeah, so the first video game was uh, math. That's cool. I mean, yeah. technically it doesn't count as a video game, but it's the first step of using computers shit to make a game to play with uh-huh yeah math uh do all math video games are kids, math not math do math yeah, kids. That's true. don't be a dork uh. 10 years later in 1950 for those who can't do math joseph cates created birdie the brain for the canadian national exhibition with the help of rogers majestic fun fact joseph also created the world's first automated traffic signal um so I don't know why that's fun, but... Eh. It's a Anyways. bad fact. I've got a better fun fact. Okay. So y'all know Bugs Bunny, right? No. Okay. Well, let's go, back e let's go back even further. Okay. So when I call you a Nimrod, what All do you right. think I'm saying? Uh, computer game. What? No. Nimitron, Nimrod, same thing, right? Nope. Incorrect. It means okay. you're a dipshit. All right. But actually, we only think Nimrod means dipshit because of Bugs Bunny. Really? Yeah, so apparently in one of the early Looney Tunes things, uh, Bugs Bunny calls um, Elmer Fudd uh, a Nimrod, which is a reference to the biblical figure Nimrod, who was a great hunter. And people just didn't realize that or didn't get the joke. Oh. And so they just were like, Bugs Bunny's right, Nimrods are dickheads. <laughs> Uh, Bugs, Bugs is right. Classic Bugs Bunny. Yep. Who's a who, why be a great hunter? Just go to the grocery store, you Nimrod. You know. Yeah, I get it. Yeah, I don't know why we gotta hunt all these animals if we can just go to the grocery store. You know. Yeah. 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 Um, Our society's broken, man. Mm -hmm. We're the we're the you real. You know what virus. you can't get at a grocery store? What? A 13-foot-tall computer called Birdie the Brain. Uh, it allowed exhibition attendees to play a game of tic-tac-toe against AI. The player entered a move-on-a- 
lit keypad in the form of a 3x3 grid, and the game played out on a grid of lights overhead. The machine had an adjustable difficulty level, and after two weeks of display uh, by Rogers Majestic, the machine was disassembled at the end of the exhibition and largely forgotten about as a curiosity. That's interesting. So it's interesting we're, we're seeing the probably the first adjustable difficulty level there. Yep. Um, which is actually, yeah, which is actually quite a hot topic amongst, um, the video game community right now, uh, with, uh, Dark Souls, you know, kind of rocketing into popularity. A lot of people are saying that it is ableist or, you know, it, it excludes people with certain disabilities from playing these incredibly difficult games. Whereas including a way to make a game like Dark Souls easier would actually, um broaden its audience well well broaden its audience but also uh it takes away from the game because the reason dark souls doesn't have a difficulty setting is because it is finely tuned it's not all it's not just about how much you know damage a sword swing does and how much you hp you have it's got a lot to do with swing speed or recovering from a swing. Like, to be good yeah. at Dark Souls, it's not just about having good stats. It's about, like, timing everything perfectly. Mm-hmm. So a difficulty scale would break that kind of heavily. Yeah. Um, so it's a lot of... The, the, the debate comes down to purists who are like, no, author's integrity. Um, and then people are like, well, let's make games, you know, enjoyable by everybody. So it's a, it's a kind of a hot topic. Uh, in the video games industry right now. Hmm. I can I can see both sides uh, to an extent, but I, I'm going to lean towards uh, letting Dark Souls be Dark Souls because that's how the game was designed. It was meant to be hard. Yeah, the I I'm I tend to side with uh you know let let Dark Souls be Dark Souls because hey I think when a game truly has a when it's finely tuned it doesn't need a difficulty scale and I talk we both talk about this as you know. Um, for the most part, neurotypical, you know, we don't have any disabilities to speak of. Yeah. So we're, we're coming at this very much from a privileged point of view. Yeah, definitely. But you can really feel when uh, a, a developer is doing exactly, you know, you can feel a fine-tuned game. Um, mm-hmm. And I would say that, you know, a, a video game with difficulty settings is not inherently not fine-tuned. Uh, we had yeah. Ghost of Tsushima come out recently. Brilliant, beautiful game. Has a difficulty filter. I played on the hardest difficulty because I'm a Chad. And it was, you know, it felt very finely tuned. It didn't feel too difficult. And I can't imagine it would have felt any different on the easiest difficulty, really. Mm-hmm. Really, what it comes down to, like all things, is stop letting the CEOs and the um, people who are funding the game, decide how it should be played and let the developers do that. And also, fuck Crunch. Yep. We're standard... Yeah. We, we, we are agree. standard fuck, uh, fuck Crunch in this podcast. Yep. Um, fuck Crunch. Uh, and, and fuck the captain drugs. who made Crunch. And fuck the captain who made Crunch. That fucking white-bearded fuck! Oh, f- oh sorry. Honestly. Him and Tom, him and Tom Holland, help. man. Um, look, man, I love Captain Crunch, and I'm just, I'm, I'm gonna kill myself now. Alright, buddy. <laughs> Finish the topic first. I think, I think I'm- You'll, you'll, you'll edit think this I'm first, done. right? I don't care. You'll edit this first, right? No. So you're just gonna be selfish. 
Yeah, I'm done now. Done. It's not selfish that you're committing suicide. Mm-hmm. I don't give a fuck. It's <laughs> selfish. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, gotta figure it out yourself now, but <laughs> fuck. Uh, podcast over. I guess I'll just clip this. I don't. Um. Uh, but you know what's not over? Suicide rates in America. Oh. Yeah. Yeah. Um. I mean, they're over something, and what they're over is a number that is higher than one. Uh, Wait, we don't know that. Did you check that fucking? Did you take, check that number? <laughs> <laughs> uh, all joking aside, if you if you if you are uh, struggling with depression, in this suck time, it up. <laughs> oh. uh, Sorry, suck you off. That's what I'll do. Um. And just uh, <laughs> That's a good thing to tell somebody has depression. Yeah. <laughs> I was hey buddy. buddy. Not the, no. Hey buddy. Hey buddy. <laughs> I know you're feeling down, so why don't you drop trout and I'll just give you that gluck gluck nine thousand and make it all better, huh? Gluck, gluck, I'll I'll nine. fucking blow some <laughs> <laughs> Hey buddy, you want me to uh, fuck, what's the chemical the good stuff called? Uh, serotonin. Ox- oh, I was thinking oxytocin, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> That's a drug, I think. <laughs> eh, it's good stuff. <laughs> hey, buddy, I'll, um... I'll blow some serotonin right up your shaft. <laughs> Would you blow me if I was about to kill myself? I feel like it'd be an awkward time to blow you. I don't know, are you hanging yourself or... Yeah. <laughs> the head. Okay. Yeah. I mean, yeah, if you're hanging yourself, it'd be way less awkward because yeah. I, presumably be you'd be right standing on a stool. I don't even yeah. have to get on my knee. Mm-hmm. So, <laughs> and, I, and that's how I suck dick. I get down on one knee. <laughs> um, <laughs> oh, yeah. Well, I was saying something serious. I hate this podcast. With depression. Yeah. Just like we are right now. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. We, we, we struggle with it. Um, and so if you struggle with it, uh, listen to our podcast more. Get somebody to um, suck you off on a stool. <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> this podcast sucks, man. I hate it. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, I think we've had more tangents on this episode alone already. <laughs> wow, shitty avenue. <laughs> Weird to have a um, tangent about sucking dick on one knee on the video game episode. How yeah. we get there? <laughs> Uh, anyways, between 1952 and 1958, simple games were being developed based off of real-life board games, such as chess and checkers, you know, the things that, um, uh, Donald Trump can't play, as we have discussed in our last (laughs) episodes. I don't remember which episode that was. Um, anyways, all these games were developed by scientists for a purpose. But they laid the foundation of what was to come, and it didn't take long for the first game, made simply for entertainment purposes, uh, to come to be. I'm, of course, talking about the one, the only, the absolute fucking legend. Meet and fuck. Two. Oh. oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> you want to you wanna take another, I guess, add another name uh, for the game? Um, uh, no tennis Googling. For, tennis for three. Nope. That was a threesome tennis game. Um, yeah, it's yeah. my favorite. Yeah, that's weird. The only way to play tennis. Yeah. Uh, The other name is How is a threesome possible in a tennis game, though? Can we talk about that? Hmm? A threesome in a tennis game? Yeah. What's the plan there? So, like, you kind of, like... I want you to describe it vividly, please. So, I'm (laughs) 
<laughs> what I'm imagining is three people on the ground, all like connected in some way, be it like mouth to penis, mouth to vagina, dick and pe- vagina, dick and butt, whatever it is, uh, vagina, vagina, you know, whatever your preferences. Uh, Wait, somehow... Let's get this figured out. Let's get this figured out. Are we okay. talking? Uh, are we talking female, female, male, or male, male, female? Uh, you know, either way, either way is fine. Okay. And they're just all connected, and they're all holding a tennis racket, and they are facing off against one person who's looking at this monstrosity as they're, like, rolling around the tennis court, uh, whacking balls back at him. Okay, so... That's my plan. Okay, that makes sense. So basically, three people are fucking in the middle of a tennis court, and the one man there who's witnessing it all is just pelting them with tennis balls. Well, no, they're playing tennis, but okay. yeah, it typically would probably just hit them. Oh, so they've got one. So every one of them has a hand with a tennis racket in yep. it free. Yep. <laughs> okay. Wow. Hey, that's a that's an orgy, not a threesome. That's fine. Because <laughs> he's getting something out of it. <laughs> I'm not sure what. If it's just a good practice, I don't know. But he's getting something. <laughs> um. So, computer tennis uh, was the other name, because uh, these gents knew how to fucking name games, apparently, um, really yeah. well. <laughs> well, they didn't have a lot of competition, did they? <laughs> no. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, they were so good at naming things uh, that they had to give it two names. It was developed by an American physicist named William Hickenbotham. Uh, nice. Wanna, yeah, wanna, wanna guess what else he helped create? Uh, no, I don't actually. Okay, that's cool. I'll just tell you then. (laughs) He was a part of the team that developed the first atomic bomb. Oh, hell yeah. Yeah. Tennis making on Sunday, bomb making on Monday. But, uh, yeah, he also created the non-proliferation? The non-stick pan. (laughs) Yeah, the non-stick pan act, which was meant to, you know pan people from using the thing he helped create so yep. that's cool no pam no pam please anyways he designed this it. podcast is not sponsored by pam yet yet <laughs> great if that would be <laughs> pam i'm reaching out to you sponsor pam i've podcast. always loved your po- i've <laughs> always loved your product i use it every time i make a totino's pizza please <laughs> it would be an honor I'm tagging them in this episode when it okay, comes cool. out. Okay, cool. Yeah. <laughs> like, hey, uh, between the sex and Hey, we've been games, talking we a lot about, you. yeah. We've been having a lot of talk about, you know, real sticky sports. <laughs> Be nice if we got Pam out there to loosen things up. Oh, hey, yeah. Hey, Taz, whenever you're mid-fuck, do you ever just spray some Pam down there? Oh, yeah. yeah, man. I, I, I pull out. I look down, I grab my handy-dandy Pam, I spray down my penis, and I just go right back in. Cut it out. Cut this whole bit out. I hate it. I hate it so much. It's staying in. And all my coworkers will hear me say this. (laughs) I spray Pam on my dick. (laughs) Hey, hey, boss, I just want you to know, I spray Pam (laughs) on my dick. Every so often. That's how my son was conceived. Yep. Pam on the dick maneuver. He's I'm more... not sure if he's my son at this point or <laughs> Pam's son. If I, All I know <laughs> is that if I put him in the oven, he'll come out without any skin peeling off onto the pan. That's how confident I am in this product. <laughs> Holy shit, we just got to cease and desist. This is insane. Um, anyways, yeah. So. Hey, uh... speaking of ads... <laughs> 
<laughs> not yet. Okay. Not yet. Not yet. We don't need ads. Yes, we, we do. need them. We need capitalism. Ads are for chumps. Yeah. Uh, we're chumps. Uh, we're chumps who need Chum- money. <laughs> we're chumps. <laughs> we're chumps. Um, wow, we are really proving our name right. Uh, yeah. <laughs> Anyways, he designed it for display. Uh, what did he design again? I forgot what I was talking about. Um, oh, yeah, tennis for two. <laughs> <laughs> uh, he designed it for display uh, for the Brookhaven National Laboratory uh, annual public exhibition when he heard that the Donner Model 30 analog computer could simulate trajectory. So this guy heard, oh, we have the capabilities to simulate trajectory? Fuck. I gotta make a tennis video game. Hell yeah, honestly, that kicks ass. If honestly, this guy, I know we made the the atomic bomb and (laughs) boohoo, but like the fact that his first thought at the incident, he didn't didn't make it himself, just to clarify, uh, he was part of the team. Yeah, he just helped a lot. (laughs) Yeah, he just helped a lot. A little bit, a lot, I don't know. He was hired to help make it. He killed millions of Japanese, and that's really all that matters. Yeah, he did. Um, Anyway, this uh, harbinger of death, he heard that we were able to simulate trajectory, um, and we were like, you know what? I don't need that for missiles. Let's make some tennis. Bombing, <laughs> bombing Japan on Sunday. Hey, why, why, <laughs> why video sim- games on Monday? <laughs> why simulate trajectory when we can when just we can fly over out. them and drop it? <laughs> like, <laughs> oh fucking hell! This this episode is a lot of genocide dark. talk in this, by the way. <laughs> yeah, there's yeah. a lot of genocide going on. How are we talking about genocide more in this episode than the QAnon episode? <laughs> Because QAnon hasn't stopped yet. That's, that's why. That's true. It's still going strong. <laughs> um, so he had a technician named Robert V. Dvorak. 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 Design the fuck? game. My favorite 2011 <laughs> Rage comic picture. Dvorak. Oh, no. oh no. Get it away. I miss Rage comics. <laughs> Same. They designed the game, which was displayed on an oscilloscope over the period of a few weeks. So, I didn't know what an oscilloscope was when I uh, was researching this. Uh, so, if you don't, imagine basically an old-school radar screen, and that's what you get. Oh, yeah. Uh, they also designed two custom aluminum controllers to play the game with. Which, uh, yeah, doesn't sound comfortable in your hands. Yeah, definitely not. Almost as, uh, I mean, it's still probably more comfortable than the N64 controller. Yeah. With that weird dick, um, but Mm -hmm. uh, still not great. I always uh, just, you know, I put that middle one in my mouth. I put both hands next to. uh, Hey, tell me more about this no oscilloscope. And I played that way. Um, And that's an image you will have forever now, Bryson. Cool, cool, cool. Um, Nice. I like that. The game was rendered as a horizontal line, just like. Eh, I don't. I got nothing. Uh, representing. Yeah, your dick for- is curved. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Fuck uh, man, representing- delete this whole episode. <laughs> Uh, representing the tennis court in a short vertical line in the center, representing the tennis net. The first player would press the button on their controller to send the ball, a point of light, over the net, and it would either hit the net, 
reach the other side of the court, or fly out of bounds. It's almost like it was uh, meant to simulate tennis. Anyways, the second player could then hit the ball back with the controller while it was on their side, either before or after it bounced off the ground. Because, you know, tennis! So, well, so how, how much are we going to describe how tennis works in this episode? That's it. Okay, cool. Yep. Okay. The event lasted three days, and people absolutely loved it, especially the high schoolers and attending. People lined up to see the game all three days, and it returned the next year due to its popularity. Uh, with a larger oscilloscope screen and a more complicated design that could simulate gravity levels of the moon and Jupiter. It was then forgotten about until the 70s during a lawsuit over the patent for video games. Hey, um, we should play that on your TV. <laughs> that looks so good. Oh no, man. All, All those the graphics. Mm. Oh, I love lines. Um, in 1954, we get to the very first video game to introduce graphics updating in real time, rather than updating the game state after the game state has changed. Um, so this was the game of pool, known as Michigan Pool, designed by William Brown and Ted Lewis, specifically for a demonstration at the University of Michigan. It was designed on a computer that the university had made called the Midsack. You know what, that part between the top sack and your bottom sack? Yeah, the tank. Yeah. Yep, the game was yep. developed over a period of six months and was played with a joystick and knob. You know, the joystick and knob that goes with your mid-sack. You're really forcing this bit through. I want I you am. to know that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Cool. I am. Yep. So, you, of course, controlled the sentient pool stick with an overhead view of the pool table and 15 balls. You know, the 15 balls that go with the mid-sack and the joystick. you got to see a doctor, man. <laughs> if you've got 15 balls between your <laughs> mid-sack and joystick, that's insane. Yeah. No wonder he was conceived while you were drunk. I mean, that's crazy. And you're, he's going to hear this and know that he was an accident. Uh, a happy There's this fun accident. little story about how my my best friend's son was conceived. We were all playing board games one night mm-hmm. and getting uh, too yeah. drunk. Mm-hmm. Um, I can't wait and... for the part where you, uh, where you lie. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what lie you're talking about. Maddie has cooperated the story. Um, but Taz got extremely, 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 extremely drunk. Probably, I think you were the most drunk there uh, at the time. Yeah. Uh, which makes sense. We all had to drive home. Yep. Um, but we all were very aware that he was going to have sex that night. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and uh, we were all pretty sure. So we made jokes about him having whiskey dick. Okay. Um, for the the children listening, whiskey dick means uh, that you've drank <laughs> too much. Don't explain it to the children. Why not? They can know. They need to know. Whiskey dick is when you've drinking too much and you can't get it up. Um, and he definitely had whiskey dick, but somehow he conceived his son. So I mean, must be that fifteen nut. Do you want to tell him the other part about what I messaged you? <laughs> oh, whoa, whoa! The whole D and D group. Uh, I do want to know because I can't remember actually. You don't remember? I yeah. um I texted you a few hours later and I was like, fuck you guys. I had a round two. <laughs> <laughs> I do remember that. <laughs> uh, I've never been so sure that my friend come before. <laughs> uh, you guys thought I was going to have whiskey dick, but nah, I had double dick. Maddie confirmed he had whiskey dick the first time. No, she didn't. She did. She told me in private. <laughs> Um, 
Anyways, so uh, this mid-sat game uh, ran at 40 frames per second, but dipped down to 10 when initially breaking the balls, which is still better than a lot of Bethesda games most of the time. <laughs> it really is. <laughs> most Bethesda games can't can't take 30. Yeah. <laughs> this game was yeah. doing fine at 40. Yep. And didn't have a giant shoot you in the, uh, into the <laughs> stratosphere, so that was great. Uh, they did also make shortcuts due to time constraints, uh, just like Bethesda, and chew the pockets onto the computer screen with the grease pen. Oh my gosh, that kicks ass! Wow, yeah. that rules! Yeah. Mm-hmm. I lo- oh man. <laughs> I love weird coding stuff like that. Yeah. Uh, as ta- I've sent Taz a lot of videos on, <laughs> on just random, like weird fixes that bethesda did um i can't remember them all oh here's a fun little thing bethesda did um uh i believe it was oblivion though i could be very wrong where to load the game quicker they would turn off your xbox it was Mar- morrowind morrowind okay yeah so yeah. for morrowind um to load it fast it would literally turn your xbox off and turn it back on and recycle the hardware yeah, the only reason I remember that is because it was uh, only on the on computer and the regular Xbox at the time, I believe. I think yeah. it might still be only Xbox and computer. Yeah, I mean, I have it on my PC, but uh, I believe yeah. it's only on Xbox. I don't think they yeah. ever went to PlayStation at the time. Yeah, it would have been PlayStation 2, I believe, and I don't think it was. Anyways, uh, so yeah, then we get to Space War with an exclamation point. The first known video game to be distributed and played on more than one computer system in 1962. Hey, can you guess what that game was about? Um, standard ground combat in the Civil War era. Wrong. It was about ads. No, it wasn't. It was about space. Ads. Hey man, are you interested in starting a podcast? Not really, we already have a podcast, what are you talking about? Oh shoot, you're right. Thanks to Anchor. Like the boat thing? Close, but no. Anchor is a great podcasting tool to get anybody started on making a podcast. But we already have a podcast. Yeah, but other people don't. <laughs> what a bunch of cowards and fools. They should all go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. Absolutely. Anchor is an easy-to-use, free tool for all your podcasting needs, from recording to editing. It even has free background music you can use. Ah, free background music? Yeah, free background music. And it distributes your podcast for you. You don't have to go through all the hassle of posting your podcast to iTunes, Spotify, or any of that. God knows we wouldn't be able to figure that shit out. Yeah, man, I didn't even try. Lazy prick. Well, when you're a dad and working 40 more hours a week... Oh, yawn. Tell me more about Anchor. Well, I was saying Anchor is the way to go. You can record and edit straight in your browser or on the app. Uh, but will they pay in doubloons? No, they'll pay you through sponsorships and cash money. Cash money, you say? (laughs) Where can I find the Shangri-La of talking into a microphone for too long? You can go to anchor.fm or download the app to get started for free today. Uh, but for real, man, that had nothing to do with the boat thing. Uh, yeah. You've heard others, but nothing could prepare you for the shameful stupidity that is the Jock and Nerd Podcast. Here, Imran. So if you offend everyone at once, it all it's a wash. I've covered everybody. Anthony. 
Sorry, I was texting. Say that again. And Rug Boy. Yeah, whenever there's a snowstorm, my slack hole tightens up. As they talk over one another. Just exactly uh, the same as, as, as Terminator. Terminator. We're talking over each other. It's fine. Sorry. Swear. I had boobies. And ask you for money. Just give us the money. Witness the hubris as they claim to be the world's authority on comic book movies. Who said Never said that. You've never said that. Who cares? A jock said that. Comic book, TV, movie, reviews, news, and whatever they choose. Available on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, and wherever you find your favorite podcasts. The Jock and Nerd Podcast. It can't be silly, goofy fun. Seriously, people really listen to this. Uh, Jock and Nerd! And that was an audio-only example of the ad game Space War. Uh, I hope you enjoyed it. So, no, it wasn't, is the thing, though. <laughs> um, yeah. Anyways, so we're going to start doing something a little new in these coming episodes. Uh, we are going to start answering some fan questions uh, every episode, as long as we have them. We'll only do two or three uh, each episode, so if we don't get to your question right away, we will try to definitely for sure eventually uh and we're gonna start with that today do you want to read read it bryson or do you want me to uh you go ahead and read the questions i'll go ahead and uh and answer them to to, to you know truthfully and honestly you know uh-huh sure yeah so how long have you guys been planning and talking about making the podcast and what really made you jump and start recording uh that was a Pretty much the summary of three questions by uh, Aaron, Cece, as well as Logan. All three of those had a variation of that question, and we'll get to uh, the second part of the question from Logan after we answer this one. Yeah, um, so we've been planning on it, I would say, now, it, it kind of depends, because we were planning on making a D- Dungeons & Dragons podcast for the longest time, and to some extent we still are. Mm-hmm. Um, but we had decided to make a podcast, just the two of us, I would say, um, within the last year and a half. That's not accurate. Yeah. Yeah. We, we brought it up occasionally, but it, we also bring up a lot of creative things that we really want to do that we'd never actually get to. Mm-hmm. I wouldn't say that we were super serious about it until probably December when we started discussing what our podcast was going to be as well as names, which actually rolls into the next question, which is uh, Tangent Avenue is a perfect name for your podcast. Who is the brains behind the name? And uh, yeah. So, now there's one Bryson, obvious and yep. true answer to this. Mm-hmm. Um uh, Taz came up with the name, and I uh, allowed it. And that's the true, honest origin of the name. Just that kidding. Actually is. N- just well, kidding. Well, it, wow. it was all me. It was. I was so proud of you for me. being honest. I, it for was a my. Split it was my idea. I thought of it. I created it. It's my baby, and <laughs> it sucks when someone tries to steal and kill and rape your baby. What the fuck? <laughs> Is, are, are you disagreeing with me? No. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. And firmly, that means Taz agreed to everything I said. So next question. Why is Bryson such a Capricorn? Great question, nope, Chelsea. Nope, nope, Let's backpedal. <laughs> Let's backpedal. Um, so, yeah. So Bryson and I discussed names uh, for actually a couple months before we decided on uh, Tangent Avenue. 
Uh, Bryson, I, I, do you remember any of the ideas you pitched? Um, I don't actually. I don't think I was able to. I've had a lot of stuff going on <laughs> around <Yeah>. this time. <laughs> uh, Taz did too, but he's a little more focused than I am. Uh, <laughs> I can, uh, I can look at. Uh, I think you sent me some examples of stuff that you came up with. with. Yeah. Uh, so we got like down the black hole. That one sucked. Down the rabbit <laughs> hole. Sack of shit. Two dumb fellas. Taz thought of Tangent Drive. Um, I think Tangent Avenue is way better, and that's why I came up with it. No. And so, then here's a weird one. He he, okay. he thought of, fuck, I don't know, there's so many possible ideas, which I think is a bit long <laughs> for a podcast name. But uh, he was a Panic at the Disco fan for the longest time, so it kind of makes sense. That's true. So, yeah, most of that's correct. So I sent Bryson that message, uh, and the way I worded it was Tangent Drive or Avenue or something else. I yeah, don't and know. Tangent Something just didn't really ring, <laughs> didn't ring true to me. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, so it was a joint effort uh, where um, I, for some reason, I thought Tangent Drive was uh, the better idea in the beginning, and we ended up settling on Tangent Avenue because after uh, a few months of us sitting on the name, uh, we both decided we liked that the most, so we went with that one. Yeah, pretty much. So, what made us decide to make a podcast? We didn't really touch on that yet. Yeah, so me and Taz are both very creative people, um, uh, and I think we've always wanted to do something similar to this. I always liked the idea of having a gaming channel. Taz is always into making music. Uh, so, mm. when we kind of got older... voice. Yeah, with his teller. He, <laughs> did, he wrote a lot of poetry back yep. in the day. Um, I do. I did. I, I haven't written in years, but yeah, I loved poetry. Yeah, which I think is pretty fucking, pretty fucking stupid because poetry, <laughs> gross. Um, uh, and I and I'm a writer by trade. I, I write a lot of uh, like TV show scripts that will never see the light of day and stuff like that. So we're we're creatively minded inherently. Um, so and we are great together as. Uh, you know, comedians, and Taz is really into improv, which makes him a bad comedian. Um, <laughs> Whoa, dude. Yeah, and that's Whoa, a hard dude. stance on improv. People okay, so get right. at me. So, um, let's backpedal. Um, Bryson never said that, and we shall remain friends. Um, yeah. <laughs> it, it was, yeah, I, I completely agree with that. Uh, we, yeah, Taz agrees. Improv sucks, and people who do improv you. suck. I hate you so much. <laughs> we 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 both have always wanted to do something creative, especially together. We actually attempted to write a book, uh, probably in like two thousand TV show. Actually, TV show. Yeah, I still. Uh, it. Yeah, it was a TV show. It's called The Order. Um, something. Um, something stupid. Who cares? Let's yeah. not talk about it. Um, and it, it, we never followed through with it. Bryson uh, has kept it, and I believe he's worked on it from time to time since then. I give it a little uh, dip, a little, a little, little dip, you know. Yeah. So we've always just wanted to do something together, specifically in comedy, and mm-hmm. here we are. Uh, it's the easiest thing in comedy to get yeah. started doing. <laughs> we don't have to do it in front of people. We're yep. COVID proof. Like yep. it's COVID proof. Yeah, and I love yeah. podcasts. I've I got Taz mm-hmm. into I got Taz into podcasts. Most of my friends who listen to podcasts now, uh, I have been a direct result of introducing them to at least one of them. Yeah, uh, I think Taz. The first one I got you into was NADPod, right? Yeah. Yep. It was NADPod. Um, right. And then you got into Behind the Bastards and Worst Year Ever. Uh, mm-hmm. Robert Evans, I love you so much, and I know you're listening. <laughs> Robert Evans is great. Yeah. 
Uh, and then you you touched on the question, why is Bryson such a Capricorn? Uh, I was going to save that for next week or something, but you really wanted to <laughs> answer that, it seems. But yeah. uh, that's from Chelsea. Our good friend. Uh, mm. Big Dick Meemaw. Big Dick Meemaw, legend. <laughs> uh, I don't know, uh, know anything about Zodiacs, <laughs> but I, I get it. I know I'm a big Capricorn. <laughs> and uh, why am I such a big uh, Capricorn, she asks. I don't eat that well. So, <laughs> hell yeah. Boom, he boom. Why are you such a Capricorn? Not Fuck. A big Delete joke that. Ruined. Delete that. <laughs> Delete what you said. Uh, nah, I'm good. Anyways, I think that's long enough on questions. Uh, but if you guys uh, want to send us some questions via Twitter, email, Facebook, we created a Facebook page finally, uh, we created an Instagram. Um, you can message us personally if you know us or whatever. Uh, and you know, go ahead and add uh, us on Twitter and, uh, use the hashtag, hashtag the Avenue to ask us questions. The Avenue? Yeah. Why not? Okay. Sure. Or ask Avenue. Ask Avenue. Mm -hmm. Sure. Yeah. Cool. Ask Avenue. Hashtag at Avenue and no, not at, at. I fucking (laughs) scrapped everything you set up to now. Fuck. Ask Avenue. I said that. Hashtag Ask Avenue for any yeah. questions that you want us to read out on the podcast. Yep. We will do it. Anyways, um, we we definitely want to incorporate you guys into the show as much as possible. So, yeah, go ahead. We want to. We want to interact with you guys. So, yeah, Space Combat was, of course, uh, well, Space War was, of course, a Space Combat game. It was made by Steve Russell in collaboration with Martin Greats, Wayne Whitnan, Bob Saunders, Steve Piner, and others. Space War was made on the DEC PDP-1 minicomputer at the Massachusetts Institute of Technology, and then was expanded further by students and employees of universities in the area. It was also distributed to other versions of the computer, uh, about a few dozen of them. So the game features two spaceships, the Needle and the Wedge, engaged in a dogfight while maneuvering in the gravity well of a star. Both ships controlled by human players, each ship has limited weaponry and fuel for maneuvering, and the ships remain in motion even when the player is not accelerating. Flying near the star to provide a gravity assist was a common tactic. Ships are destroyed when they collide with the torpedo, the star, or each other. At any time, the player can engage in a hyperspace feature to move to a new random location on the screen, though in some versions, each use of this has an increasing chance of destroying the ship instead. The game was initially controlled with switches on the PDP-1, but that obviously fucking sucked. So he made the variation of the first variation, sorry, of the gamepad. Space War is considered one of the most important video games of all time, directly inspiring some of the first arcade video games to ever be created. Interesting, yeah. Uh, it's you can really see where you know um, the uh, the physics the you know the physics came in because yeah. instead of it just being hey we're two dickheads in the in the space shooting mm-hmm. shooting at each other it's in, in the, the gravity, gravity well of a star, star. <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> whereas like no game developer has ever thought about the context of the fight that they're having um mm-hmm. so closely that they're like you can't have a weird space battle in the middle of nothing <laughs> that's insane yeah yep it's pretty cool, honestly. I'd love to see. It's kind of weird, want, but I, I'd love to see like a 2020 version of that, uh, just with upgraded graphics, like as fully detailed as possible. 
a space battle like in a 2020 video game in the gravity of a space well that would be fucking dope it would be yeah we can get space war remastered on the xbox one x (laughs) (laughs) at the beginning of the 1970s video games were rare they were entirely in novelty passed around by programmers and technicians mostly at research facilities universities and big companies computers were not a a household item at the time due to the price but in 1971 things would begin to change the birth of Elon Musk. I, I, I mean, oh, the birth of commercial fuck. video game industry. I almost vomited. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, guys. I know that's bad to hear on a podcast, but he just does yep. it for me. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, too musky, right? Too musky. Uh, too many emeralds in his pockets as a child. Yep. <laughs> Jesus. Uh, Classic Musk. Classic Musk. Uh, honestly, though, I want some emeralds in my pockets. Uh, who doesn't, man? You know? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Anyways, uh, it was a big year. Bill Pitts and Hugh Tuck developed a coin-operated computer game, historically named Galaxy Game. So a lot of sci-fi nerds. Uh huh. <laughs> With great true. naming. Yeah, I love. Man, I, I can't wait to play Galaxy Game Five. <laughs> it was developed at Stanford on the DEC PDP-11 with vector displays. Think old-school radar again, but cooler-looking lines. It was inspired by the they also were curvy. creatively named... <laughs> they what? were curvy, they had stars yep. in them, it was gradient. <laughs> it was inspired by the also creatively named Space War. The computer they designed it on cost $20,000, which was... You know, has the purchasing power of $127,951.11 today. So, that obviously wouldn't work they wouldn't be able to open an arcade with each fucking console or arcade machine costing that much money i spent twelve hundred dollars on my current pc and i can it has five terabytes of space in it and one (laughs) of that is a hyper speed super uh fucking uh ssd uh, ssd Mm -hmm. which is just a better hard drive so Mm-hmm. Would you pay one hundred and twenty-seven thousand dollars for it? Um, I wouldn't physically be able to um, yep. myself currently. So most people wouldn't. Yeah. So they only ever built prototypes of the game, and before they ever actually installed the game, they met in Nolan Bushnell. Uh, Nolan is uh, was in a partnership with Ted Dabney and had designed their own game called Computer Space. These brilliant names just keep coming. Hell yeah! Fuck any fantasy. We're doing space. Wars, <laughs> fucking galaxy game, and tennis. Tennis. <laughs> so these two, uh, they're the important ones. These legends, two of our founding daddies, if you will, have hey, figured. Not. No, we will. I won't. You will, or you're out of the podcast. <sighs> founding daddies. That's what I fucking thought, you son of a bitch. These two founding daddies had figured out that building their own hardware to run the game was a much cheaper option, as low as $100. Despite the huge price difference, Pitts and Tuck believed their game would manage to outperform computer space, because they're fucking dumb. They believed their own game was a true successor to Space War, and that the computer space was just a ripoff. However, most people felt the opposite, and the pair only made two versions to display, and had to abandon their idea after spending $65,000... So that's cool. Red. I love that. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Uh, around the same hey, time. And, and hey, that's a great way to, you know, that, that still hasn't changed in the gaming industry. <laughs> <laughs> Indie developers being crushed by corporate mm-hmm. giants. 
Mm-hmm. Well, these weren't corporate giants yet. They just had the idea to build their own computers. But don't worry, they will become corporate giants. Thank God. For a while. Mm-hmm. Yep. Don't worry, capitalism's still in play. Cool. Uh, cool, cool around cool. the same time that Galaxy Game was displayed, uh, Computer Space was released commercially. It was the first coin-operated video game to be sold commercially, and the first widely available game of any kind. The pair would go on to create... Dun, 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 Atari Inc. Oh, shit. Yeah, we're getting Hell into those yeah. big names. Finally, shit, I know. Mm-hmm. Yep. I haven't even heard about Pong yet. Nope, not yet. The first employee they hired, Alan Alcord, would take the idea Bushnell had and created Pong. Now you oh, have. Oh, well, thank God. <laughs> I was having a panic attack this whole episode. <laughs> Uh, so this is the game that we both thought was the first ever video game. Uh, most of my life, at least, I don't know about you. Yeah, totally. I mean, yep. uh, there was about 26 years early on where I didn't, but um, mm-hmm. now, okay. I mean, it's just a How fixture. Are you? Um, uh, moving on. Okay. All right. Uh, Bryson's a vampire confirmed. Um, hey, um, not every immortal killer. is a vampire, so... Uh, Okay, Zodiac Let's not confirmed. assume because it makes an ass out of you, you and, and the me. Zodiac Killer in the same fucking room, Bryson. I need to call my lawyer. Um, That's what I fucking thought. As opposed to you, who hangs out with the Zodiac Killer every other Sunday, so we know it's not you. No, on Discord every yeah. Saturday. Makes sense. Yep, because it's you. <laughs> oh, <laughs> solid play. <laughs> Love to see that. Uh huh. Okay. Yeah, uh, the game I thought was the first ever video game, and uh, it wasn't. Uh, it released in 1972, a year after Computer Space built the same way they had done Computer Space. It was very successful, selling over 8,000 units, and led to the popularization of the medium. Also, in 1972, we get the first ever home console, the Magnavox Odyssey. How do you feel about that name? I like it a lot better, personally. Yeah, that's pretty Best good. Best name so far. Mag- I mean... I'm a big fantasy guy, so anytime you say the Odyssey to me, I, I get a little mm-hmm. chilly. Mm-hmm. Um, a little chode, if you will. Little, yeah, I get a big chode. Big no, chode? Not a little chode. Oh, sorry. It's a massive chode. Okay. So I'd thank you to show me some fucking respect. Okay. Um, and then Magnavox, name of my first P- of my first TV, so. For anybody wondering, I just sent Bryson a picture of the word respect. Oh. To show him some respect. Thank you. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Go on. Oh. Yeah. What are we talking about? Vajigam. What's, what's, what's the topic we're doing? Vajigam. Vajigam? Oh. oh. Yeah, um, Vajigam. Okay. Tell us about it. Um, 0100010000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000000
Uh, rectangular triangle is the name. Did I get that right? I hope band. I got that I joke right. I I'm think so. BRB googling rhombus. <laughs> <laughs> the important things we discuss only the important things on this podcast. Hell yeah! Like, what is a rectangular what triangle? Rhombus? My 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 topic next week is going to be rhombus. <laughs> oh really? Mine's yeah. colonoscopy the following week. Oh, okay. Mm-hmm. So colonoscopy is. <laughs> hey, did you um, know they discovered a new shape this this year? What they discovered a new shape. What? I have no idea what it is and can't give you no. literally any more information. But they discovered a new shape. I don't believe you. That's we need shape news on this podcast. <laughs> shape news. That's my new favorite segment. One second, I'll Google. <laughs> BRB Googling new shape on my phone because apparently my keyboard won't fucking work. <laughs> new shape 2020. Okay. Honda City new shape 2020. <laughs> uh, best segment, honestly. I love new shape 2020. Mm-hmm. Okay. Uh, yeah, two rectangular controllers with three joysticks and a single reset button attached by wires. The controllers were meant to sit on a flat surface. The console is powered by three C batteries, or you could purchase an AC power supply separately. It's capable of displaying three square dots on the screen in a monochrome fashion, with the dots behaving differently depending on the game played, which were game cards which came on a printed circuit board. Uh, you had plas- uh, you had to place plastic overlays using static friction from the old TVs over the screen to create a visual. However, the games had no sound or music. In the US, the console came with 11 games, dice, paper money, and other board game items. There was also the first video game light gun controller sold separately, which was developed in partnership with Nintendo. This was the first time they dipped their toes in the video game market. And uh, that's all they did. They never did anything more. That's all Nintendo nope. ever tried to do. Yep. Ever. That's that's it. Just the uh, light uh, gun controller. Yeah. We'll never talk about Nintendo again. This was the first time they dipped their toes in the video game market. In 1974, they required the rights to distribute Magnavox consoles in Japan. One of the 11 games on the Odyssey was Table Tennis, which directly inspired Atari to make Pong. They definitely benefited from each other. However, video games still struggled a bit. Over 70,000 oh. video games... Oh, Taz, do you, hear yeah. the, do you hear the bell? The bell? The bell. The bell that indicates new shape news. So it's called uh, the Scudoid, and has been discovered in our cells. Uh, it's a brand new shape that has been discovered in our cells. This addition to geometry finally explains how na- nature packs cells efficiently into three-dimensional structures. So when we're talking about like the thin membrane between cells, uh, we just thought it was this weird membrane, but we actually finally got to discover that it was these these new shapes that had never been heard of. I sent it over to you on Facebook to see the new the new shape. Uh, okay, I'm opening Facebook. Cool. Hey, is your keyboard working? Mm-hmm. Cool, so it's not like a global pandemic of keyboards, then. That's good to know. <laughs> I was a little worried. Uh, that shape makes me uncomfortable. Yeah, I hate that shape, right? It sucks. Mm-hmm. All right. But hey, uh, eat your fucking words. Go ahead and grab a spoon... Maybe some chopsticks and just suck in those meaty words that you said to me where you thought I was a liar and a fool. I've never lied on this podcast. Shape news! Uh, One of the 11 games on the Odyssey. Holy shit, do you hear that bell? It's the bell that closes shape news. (laughs) 
We ring it. Uh, we ring it twice, like a call and end to prayer. <laughs> they, yeah, uh, over seventy thousand video games were sold through nineteen seventy three, and most of them were ball and paddle variants, ripoffs of pong and table tennis. By 1974, the ball and paddle games oversaturated the market, throwing the video game market into a state of flux. Frankly, what game isn't a um, ripoff of Pong? Mm-hmm. Like, name yeah. one what, Name one original game after Pong. I can't. Yeah, because th- it doesn't exist, frankly. Yeah, they're all yeah. Pong. Yeah. Every single one is Pong. pong. <laughs> it's all Pong, man! It's all it's on all, Pong! It's all Pong! <laughs> <laughs> Anyways. That bit was bad. During this, Midway started to make arcade games in 1973. Originally a maker of amusement machines, like slot machines and the like, uh, produced a Pong clone called Winner in 1973. Atari and Midway both started to produce other genres of games. In 1974, an attempt to stay afloat as an industry, some of these games included Grand Track 10 by Atari and Gunfight by Midway. Grand Track 10 came out in 1974 and it was a racing arcade game where you played a, as a vehicle viewed from overhead on a track trying to hit as many checkpoints as you can before time ran out and trying to avoid pylons on the road, as one does. It was played uh. with steering wheel, brake, and gas pedals and gear stack. Gear stack? Gear stick. This game is known as the game that almost put Atari out of business, losing them $500,000 that fiscal year. So Atari almost went out of business before it really even got going. Nice, and I think that's the last we're going to hear of Atari, right? Because they died. They did a, mm-hmm. a corporate suicide. Yep. Cool. Right. Hey, good Gunfight, or otherwise known as Western Gun in other parts of the world, was the first video game to depict human-to-human combat, and the Midway North American version was the first to use a microprocessor. The game would put two players against each other in a cowboy duel, giving you the ability to move your character around with a joystick, hide behind cactuses and stay coaches, and of course, shoot the person you're dealing. The bullets also ricocheted off of things, so that's pretty cool. Bouncy Bullets would have been a fun name, but eh, Gunfight works too. Yeah, Bouncy Bullets, that would have been a way more fun game too, honestly. Yeah, Bouncy Bullets, man. I love ricochet mechanics in games. It's Me my too. favorite. I fucking love ricochet. It's so and I don't fun. mean the wrestler. Yeah. Well, he's okay. What... Okay, cool. I don't have a concept for that, but I love it when <laughs> bullets bounce into people's bodies. Mm-hmm. Um... Yeah. Hey, you know what game has ricochet mechanics? Hmm. Um, Overwatch. Hmm. Yeah, uh, they're one of their newer heroes. Yeah, sure, cool. But one of their newer heroes, Sigma, um, has uh, his primary fire is three little balls um, that he throws, and they ricochet until they meet their max distance away from him, and then they explode like little black holes. Hmm. Yeah. Okay. Uh, so uh, the ball and paddle games then bounce back, like a ball hitting a paddle, because why not? The first Magnavox Odyssey didn't really catch on with consumers, so they decided to make the Odyssey 100 and 200 in 1975, as microprocessors became more affordable. Guess what type of games these consoles played, Bryson? Vodger games? Um, yeah, fucking ball and paddle games. <laughs> Imagine if this is all that video games ever amounted to. Oh, fuck, imagine if I was playing (laughs) Overwatch with a ball and paddle. Just (laughs) just fucking hitting balls and paddles in in 4K. Oh, that'd be dope as hell. 8K, actually. We should have a ball ball and uh, paddle game uh, Mm. on the new consoles, I think. Yeah, I I think so. I think you're right. I agree. I think I'm right, too. You always do. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, when have I been wrong, you know? Mm. About our name. Nope, I'm pretty clear on what happened there, so. Hmm. Okay. 
yeah, so in 8K, you know, just, you can see every single line in the wood of the paddle. That ball is so detailed. I just, I just think that'd be great, you know? Yeah. yeah. I, think I it want would, it. Yeah, uh, I agree. And maybe we wouldn't have so many school shootings if they were just ball and paddle games. That's right. I'm taking the position that games cause violence in this episode. Hey everybody! If um if you're looking to host a podcast with me, uh get a hold of me at tangentavenue uh, at gmail.com. I have the um, login to that email co-host. and can't um, delete them. He does not have the login anymore. I've changed the password, um, <laughs> and I am looking for somebody who can maybe bounce off my jokes. Uh, you know. Hey, uh, what jokes? Type of thing. What jokes? Um, Honestly, because my back is hurting from how much I carry this fucking podcast. You've been talking about the Atari for 20 minutes. Mm-hmm. So. Mm-hmm. Uh. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Wreck mm-hmm. shit. Um, yeah. We're an hour Wreck and 20 minutes shit. in. <laughs> mm-hmm. Yeah, we've got a lot of tangents in this episode. We sure have. I, we're almost over, though. Okay. Mm-hmm. And with this episode being over, so is our friendship. Between 1976 <laughs> and 1970. Oh, wait, 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 wait. Um, I haven't done something this episode that I should be doing every episode, so give me huh. one moment. Okay. Oh. I thought you were out of pop. <laughs> I thought I was too. I found one, though. Okay, cool. Uh, between 1976 and 1978, the Coleco Telstar series home console. Oh, I love Coleco. I Mm -hmm. love Coleco. 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 I love Calico Cats. Calico. Fuck, why am I so funny? You know? It's weird. Mm -hmm. Uh, Would have a brief (laughs) run. Uh, You want to guess what their first game was? Um, Super Mario Odyssey. A Pong. Oh, Makes sense. It, it fits clone. the theme of what's been happening, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Uh, Man, I was just about to say I'm going to see if I can find Pong on Steam, but my keyboard doesn't work, so I can't search. <laughs> uh, can't you use uh, speech to text? I mean, not while... <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Pong! <laughs> Pong! <laughs> Dost thou have Pong? <laughs> Oof. Okay. One sec, one uh, sec, one sec. Um, okay. mm-hmm. Pong. Oh, wait, I have to allow use of microphone. <laughs> Not, now, it's, now it's searching microphone. One second. <laughs> Pong. On Steam. Oh, fuck you, you fucking sack of shit. Pong on Steam. Nope, not turn on Steam. Don't care about that. <laughs> hey, just one, just one quick second. Um, mm-hmm. Pong on Steam, not pawn on Steam. Don't give a fuck about that. Hey, don't talk to me. This bit's gone on way too long. Pong <laughs> on Steam. <laughs> oh, Pong Quest. What? There's a narrative Pong game. <laughs> what the fuck? Fuck, I'm mm-hmm. buying this. It's only 15 bucks. That's crazy. <laughs> Don't forget to get a new keyboard, too. Yeah, I won't be able to play it. <laughs> Holy shit, guys, I can't play Pong. I'm going to kill myself. This is crazy. <laughs> wow, that's wild. Go on. Yeah, this... Okay. Yeah. Mm-hmm. All right. Cool. Are you going to cut that out? <laughs> <laughs> I haven't decided yet. <laughs> 
Uh, yeah, so they, they did sell a million consoles um, with their first uh, console, but their run was so brief that I really don't want to talk about it, and we would have been over this <laughs> this little paragraph about five minutes ago if Bryson didn't want to yell Pong into the microphone. I wanted to, you, you told me to. <laughs> I told you not while we're recording. And I'm impatient, but you gave me the idea to do it, and now right. I know Pong Quest exists. Okay. Good. And they should sponsor this episode. Yeah, sponsored by Ponquest. <laughs> love that game. Sponsored by your video game here. We love that game. Yeah. How many reviews do you think it has? Mm, I don't know. Anyways, by 1977, there were a total of 5 to 6 million ball and paddle game consoles of all kinds sold in the U.S. Before, guess fucking what, they oversaturated the market again. There's a few other consoles that released around this time, like the Fairchild Channel F and Nintendo Color 6 and 15, but they all consisted of the same types of games, all clones of one another. So that's where we'll end this episode. I might revisit the rest of video game history in the future, but for now we're going to leave it at those pesky ball and paddle games, mostly because we've been recording for <laughs> way too long. Hey, here's a good This way might to be our office. longest episode yet. And it was barely about the topic. Here's a good. Here's something that we should all know. Um, Pong Quest um, released April twenty first, twenty twenty. It released this year. <laughs> Someone saw the fires in Australia and thought, "What we need is Pong." Uh huh. It's got twenty reviews. Mm hmm. Um, rated E for everybody. Mm hmm. Um, includes online PvP. Mm -hmm. Single player, uh, split screen, Steam mm -hmm. achievements. It has some partial mm -hmm. controller support. Okay. Um, got Steam leaderboards. I don't know how the fuck <laughs> that works. Do you want to hear a review? No. I want to hear our reviews. Um, this game has so much potential. The new version of Pong they created <laughs> is actually a ton of fun, and the health bar system is pretty cool. The few boss fights there are are really cute, cool as, as they are would actually resemble old Atari Bryson, are games. are you lonely? Are you trying to avoid ending this episode? They are what actually resemble old Atari <laughs> games the most. The problem with the game is how it fills up and the gaps in between the boss fights. The entire game feels like filler and you can actually skip most of it to get to the good parts, the boss fights. <laughs> This game needs needed to be a roguelike. <laughs> Do you get oh, fuck to you! Microphone, bud? I guess yeah. This game needed to be a roguelike <laughs> game or or even a, a boss rush type of. I could see a good boss rush pong game. I don't mm -hmm. think roguelite would would do it justice, but mm -hmm. a boss rush might. Mm -hmm. uh, let's go okay. ahead and read. Let's go ahead and read the first review. Um, okay, uh, so by Vanakin. Um, she said, uh, love it. It's hilarious, very entertaining, and keeps you drawn in. I can't wait for more episodes. Awesome. And, hey, we intend to post more episodes, so... Yeah, we, we definitely do. <laughs> yeah, that's a plan. <laughs> we got that shit. Do, do you have uh, reviews up, or am I just reading them? Uh, go ahead and re read them. I don't think we ever added anything to the drive, so, yeah, keep on, keep in, keep on swinging. Cool. Uh, so... Wait, you, you put them in the drive? I just read off the website. Oh, I, I didn't have the website up either, so. Oh, okay, okay. And I right. can't get uh, it up with my <laughs> keyboard. Hey, I love typing. I love typing. 
Fuck you mm-hmm. and Hans keyboards. <laughs> All right. Uh, so reservation for Jerry said a great listen, a funny and amusing podcast, which is sure to cheer you up with a great deal of topics that they cover on the show. So thank you for that, uh, Jerry. Thank you, Jerry. And then last one we'll read on this one is just hmm. Hey, read your wife's review. That um, way, people know it's a you know, it's not a uh, it you know there was no pressure you know. Yeah. Uh, where is her? Oh, uh, she's she, she mistyped. She said very <laughs> excited <laughs> instead of very excited. To be fair, uh, you were beating her to hit the five stars the entire time, no, so I'm her not, eye was swollen. No, over. I'm not even mafia man. Calm down. <laughs> All right. <laughs> name one mafia member who didn't beat his wife. Name one. I don't think I can name a real mafia member. <laughs> Al Capone. Oh yeah, shoot. You're right. <laughs> Forgot about him. Doesn't yeah. he have like a phone service or something? Wait, what? I'm pretty sure. Hold on. <laughs> he died of syphilis in prison. He doesn't have a phone service. You're thinking of Ryan Reynolds. No. <laughs> hold on. Yes. I swear I read something about. Maybe our topic next topic should be on Al Capone. Because <laughs> he was a thundering dumbass. Yeah. Maybe. I swear I read something about. <laughs> Him, uh, his family starting up a uh, a phone service in his name or something like that, but I'm not seeing anything about yeah, his it. Name. Yeah. Anyways, um, I'm sure maybe that, that was business a weird will fever dream. Taxes. <laughs> <laughs> um, last one I'll read is by uh, XC Runner 1800. Uh, just said very funny, great comedy podcast. So thank you guys. Uh, really appreciate you. Uh, we are you really us, funny. Yeah. Yeah. We are. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. We We're are very funny. Mm-hmm. I think I think that I deserve the podcast uh, Emmy Award, and you deserve squat, uh, and that the McElroy brothers uh, need to at me. But you know, no, uh, we're not starting beef mm-hmm. with yep. the McElroy we're brothers. Starting beef with the McElroy brothers. All right, add him on this I'm podcast. A bold add him on stance. this podcast. Then. I'm taking a fucking bold stance. The McElroy brothers are fucking cowards because they are not on this podcast. And Whoa. All right, yeah, I guess Mm -hmm. this is a terrifying ordeal we put ourselves in every Mm -hmm. week, so I guess that would make them semi-cowardly. I mean, I record right next to an alligator pit. Mm Mm-hmm. And I record with snakes crawling around my legs and spiders in my hair. Yeah. Mm Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, anyway, yeah. review. <laughs> you haven't done the rest of our closing. Uh, review us five stars, and we will read it on the podcast. Uh, you guys can insult us, uh, roast us, whatever. If it's five stars, we'll read it, and we will love to see some funny reviews too. If you guys want to roast the shit out of us and just put five stars on it, I'd love uh, a good laugh. Dope. I we love a review not... that gives me a big old fucking mm-hmm. chuckle. Well, we'll definitely won't read any reviews uh, below five because, you know, that would encourage people to give us uh, below five. So we won't yeah. even acknowledge it. Yeah. <laughs> so you can talk as much shit as you want if you give us a three star review. We won't even see it. Yep. Uh, yeah. If you put my credit card information in three star, not going to read it out on air. If you put it in mm-hmm. five star, though, got to contractually <laughs> obligated. In fact. Yep. Uh, yeah. We we refuse those bad vibe reviews. Yeah. Um, Big thank you um, to Julie Marie Artistry for the artwork on our um, cover, as mm-hmm. well as Homesick Inter- uh, Entertainment uh, 
for the uh, intro, mid-roll, and outro. Uh, you can find Julia at uh, Instagram.com slash Julia Marie Artistry, and you can find Homesick at YouTube.com slash C slash Homesick uh, Entertainment to see all their wonderful stuff they got going on. Yep. Uh, what's your little, 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 little tasty little penis? Uh, what? No. Um, uh, uh, hey, here's my Twitter um, handle. You can your... at me no, at uh, uh, hold, hold on. Tell me okay. about. Tell, tell me about your little, 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 uh, links the name are of always every, in the description. The name of every fallen angel and every gothic horror. Cool. Um, <laughs> I mean, pretty much. They all cool. kind of got that vial kind of ending. So I'm down. Yeah. Um. um yes. Follow so. Aaron's OnlyFans at <laughs> Aaron Yees. <laughs> What's your little uh, taste of your penis that we're getting for next episode? Um, we're gonna talk. About a little boy. Um, okay, so we should not be saying a taste of your penis in the next episode, followed by a little boy. I agree, yeah. Um, <laughs> one of these things need to change, and I'm holding my ground. We're going to talk about crime. <laughs> about crime? We're going to touch on some crime. We're going to touch we- on some little boy crime. You shouldn't be saying touching and all. We're gonna boys touch a little boy's either. crime. <laughs> this podcast is over. <laughs> hey Taz, we play uh we play the Dungeons and Lizards, right? Uh, Dungeons and Dragons? No lizards, big hot Liz- lizards. B- big hot lizards. The big lizards with the bad breath. Y- yeah. Yeah. Uh, hey, maybe we'll talk about that next week. Big hot lizards with bad breath. Big, big scaly lizards. Yeah. Big ol' lizards. Big lizard dick. Nope, just the lizards, not the dick. That was uh, that was uh, spicy D and D, if I'm remembering properly. <laughs> We're talking about big lizard dick. That's that's actually I don't think we touch on any. We never lizard. talked about dragons. We gotta do a spicy D and D episode number two about. We do. All the weirder... Uh, All about hot fucking dragons. And monsters. Yeah, I can yeah. actually download a different D&D book for that one. So. Hell, yeah. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Okay. All right. So that's what we're going to talk about next week. Big Sound. hot lizards and their bad, bad breath. Oh, no. See you next week with some little boy crime. Adios! <laughs>
Okay, cool. You're not back yet. Whatever. Oh, I'm gonna fucking come. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.